This is the Hits 96 podcast. Gino D here with you once again with DJ Kevin Hayes and Natalie. We are your Hits 96 DJs. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest joining us, Chattanooga-based dating expert, Brock Olson. Brock, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, we're so excited to have you. I actually met Brock, I don't know, a long time ago on social media. Okay, okay. And that's the only, I mean, that's, we've never met in person. I thought you met so. in person. I was like, nope. my memory's that nope. bad. Nope. So sorry. <laughs> <on social> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, that's kind of how it happened. You actually told me about um, Brock on uh-huh. social media and you said, he, this guy is doing all kinds of dating advice and all types of relationship things. Would be a great guest for the podcast. So we've had you on in the past mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, we did it via the phone line and we had some fun talking about that thing. And then we kind of connected ourselves on social media and yep. I decided, you know what? I thought Brock's advice was so good. I'm going to have him come on once a week. So we do this segment now on Tuesdays around 545. People can write in emails to me and they ask dating questions. And Brock, with his expertise, answers those questions. And we, we call it Let's Talk Dating with Brock. And we've had a lot of fun. And then I was like, you know what? I know Natalie has questions. Kevin's newly married. <laughs> he has all types of questions. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and, Thank uh, you. and Natalie and I are both in new relationships, too. So it'd be fun to, uh, to bring you back. We appreciate you taking some time. Yeah. And uh, we can talk dating and relationships and, and so much more. Because there's a couple topics that we always kind of mm-hmm. throw around. The last couple of episodes, we've been talking about makeup and whether or not it's lying, getting ready for the first date, who should pay. Everybody has opinions on this stuff. I'm sure, sure these are the questions that you get all the time. Yep. Uh, should we start there and then see where it goes? Because yeah. I know each of us have particular questions for you too sure sure but let's go and let's just start right there with the first date because we've talked about this in the past <laughs> and kevin has brought up the <laughs> the question once or twice now the females or males any anyone really who wears a lot of makeup is that a form of lying and kind of that whole makeup thing Wait, what's your take on on wearing makeup too much makeup you know. i don't think anybody wants somebody showing up on a date wearing too much makeup I think women would agree, like, hey, maybe not so much. Like, be more natural. What you should be doing with your makeup is highlighting your your current attributes, not hiding who you are. And I think that if you really go overboard, it's it's kind of a form of catfishing, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, if a guy had, like, you know, shoe inserts that gave him an extra two or three inches. <laughs> we literally just talked about this last like, week. Like, I'm that so would happy. be the same. That would be the exact same thing. So, I mean, it would be. Or if he was wearing, say, a a toupee and he was bald like it's the same so if you really go overboard with 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 your makeup yeah it can kind of backfire and you know ladies the less makeup you wear shows how much more confident you are so if you're able to really find that that perfect balance of how much makeup you wear on a day-to-day basis and for dates like uh i think you're going to find a sweet spot and guys are really going to appreciate it too because we want you to be naturally who you are the last thing we want is to see you showing up consistently looking a certain way and then maybe like the relationship progresses and then we see you with no makeup and you don't even look like the same person you don't want to do that you don't want to do that to somebody who you're you know interested in and that you're getting feelings for you don't want to lead somebody on so be as be as real as you possibly can makeup is to accentuate not to hide so that was a conversation because my wife she doesn't wear a lot of makeup i think our first Mm -hmm. date 
I mean, she did the, the basic. Sure. You know, only on a handful of occasions can I say that she has gone above and beyond. Like, mm-hmm. we've gone to, like, major events. Sure. Of course, when we got married, she had a, her full face done. Mm-hmm. But the, thing, the point I was making with Gino, and I think you touched on this, it's not so much that you wear makeup. There's nothing wrong with wearing makeup. I think sure. it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I actually, because I've seen myself with makeup on from doing plays and theater yeah. stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I, I look really good. But it, it doesn't hide you. No, it hide doesn't you. hide you. It makes you just kind of look, it accentuates. It makes yeah. you look better or makes it on camera. Like, guys, you got to wear makeup. If you're on TV, you know, reduce the glare. Like, there's there's purposes to it. Right. But my, my point was when you put on so much makeup that you physically mm-hmm. look like a different person. Yep. Because we've seen those makeup artists on oh, TikTok yeah. and social media where they. Yeah. Physically, like, they mm-hmm. can make themselves look like anybody. Yeah. And I think that's what I was more more along the lines of. Like, I don't, like, if you wear makeup, that's great. Sure. I love it. Sure. And it's, like, same thing, like, with guys. Like, don't, you know, like, I've seen, like, in Atlanta and some other cities, like, the fake beards. That's becoming yes. a thing now. Yes, oh, I'm aware. Beard. Or the fake hairline. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. I understand, like, you want to feel confident. And you want yeah. to be, and, and feel sure. good in your own skin. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like. At some point, they're going to see the real yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Now, if they can accept the real you, then they don't yeah. need to be with you yeah. anyway. For sure. But, For yeah, sure. I when we talked about that, you said the <laughs> shoe inserts. That's, that's well, the there's shoe inserts, up. and there's also, like, the term called hat fishing, where guys look better in hats, and they will wear a hat for the first date or so, or even in their dating apps, <laughs> like and they take like it hat. off, and you're like, that is not the person who I connected with. Yeah. Put the hat back on. So, like, there, there are things that <laughs> makeup is kind of like that, kind of like that. Just, you know, be as real as you possibly can. You shouldn't be using makeup to hide who you are. Right. Yeah. I think we kind of all came to that mm-hmm. conclusion when it came down to it was as long as we're not really physically changing yeah. appearances and mm-hmm. just, like you said, I, I th- th- put it nicely, it's kind of like accent. Mm-hmm. It's an accent or a, a thing. And we've talked about Natalie. Natalie loves her makeup. In fact, she was t- quizzing us last week. Your makeup, looks, your makeup looks amazing, by the way. She does great I almost makeup. said that coming in, but you were like talking on no, the air. She, <laughs> she does fantastically. And what we t- mentioned about Natalie was – I can tell Natalie who's Natalie, and then when she's not wearing makeup, mm-hmm. you can still see it's Natalie. Yep. So she's not covering up and sure. all of a sudden being a completely different person. And that's probably where the, the catfishing thing came in. Sure. If they're really changing things. Mm-hmm. I've always said that if <laughs> I have a daughter, Natalie's doing her makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> nice. I, want, I want Natalie to do it. Natalie yeah. one of our other sales ladies. Because, like, they always – their makeup looks great. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not overpowering. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that is like, who are you again? Mm-hmm. But it's she looks good mm-hmm. with or without makeup. I've seen Natalie for sure. It's, it's, it's a very it's, <laughs> oh it's a very God. natural look. But what what you just said, like your wife on on the wedding day, like those pictures are going to last forever. So she wants to look a very specific way. Exactly. Maybe maybe it's very whimsical, and she's going for that. Like that's totally fine. But she's not going to do that every single day. Oh no, she's told me, and mm-hmm. I said this yes, not yesterday, maybe a couple weeks ago. I said that the Beyonce we see. And the Beyonce Jay Z wakes up to are not the same person. True. I'm not saying Beyonce is not beautiful. She sure. is so beehive. Be, yep, be yep, easy. Yep, yep, yep. Be easy. I'm, talk, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking about if I'm not talking to anybody, I'll talk to my wife. Right. Beyonce is a beautiful woman. Sure. With or without makeup, but the flawless, mm-hmm. you know, well put together Beyonce we see every day on social media or yeah. in her videos. There's a team behind. That yeah, a face. whole squad of folks. <laughs> right. Versus, you know, the Beyonce. Sean Carter wakes up to mm-hmm. totally different person, mm-hmm. and in the sense that you know there might be a wrinkle here or there that mm-hmm. you don't get to see. Sure, but at the end of the day, she's still beautiful. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Natalie? On what the makeup? The makeup. You've been a little oh, quiet. Perspective. She's here. just like yes, 
my makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've complimented you enough. <laughs> I just like wearing makeup. I think yeah. it makes me feel more confident. I started wearing makeup in like middle high school, somewhere in there. Um, and I wore a lot of it when I was a lot, a lot of it when, you know, when you first start when you wearing first start. makeup. Don't know what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. calibrating. Yes. You don't know what amount you should be doing. Exactly. I used mm-hmm. to wear this awful navy blue eyeliner on top and bottom. Like I was <laughs> You're like girl. Mimi from Drew Carey? Yes. Oh, wow. I was oh, yeah. that girl. <laughs> so I've learned how to kind of find my balance, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if it's a special occasion, I'm going to put on, you know, a little bit more effort mm-hmm. into sure. it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like wearing makeup. And that kind of brings us good. up maybe to the next topic of saying, because you were saying the preparation that you do go through mm-hmm. to make yourself look pretty or to go through the makeup process or however you want to put it, that kind of warrants that first date, especially the first date, mm-hmm. but you, you think any date. Yes, pretty much. That the gentleman should pay. Yes. Or the person that's maybe not putting on the makeup should pay. So that'd be kind of a go over to you, Brock. What is your feeling on the whole first date? <coughs> Bottom line, is it the, the gentleman thing to do to pay? Some girls don't like that. It, it can really... Nowadays, it's a toss-up. Yeah. It's almost, you don't want to offend. <coughs> I, um, yeah. I'm old school in the traditional way of thinking is I really believe if I'm asking somebody on a date, then it's on mm-hmm. me. But there's some people that, that have differed, and I'm sure you've heard difference of opinions on that one. Yeah, the, the consensus is very divided on this. And I think that when you look at the first date, typically the guy is who's initiating it. He's the one that's asking. He's the one approaching. He's the one, hey, let's, let me take you out. So the responsibility does kind of fall, fall on him to pay for that first date or whatever that experience is. But I am a firm believer, and this is what I teach all my uh, female clients, is that from the very get-go, you need to be able to um, contribute in some way. And your presence isn't you contributing. A lot, of, a lot of women think, hey, I'm here. It's like, okay, well, so is he. Yeah, like, that's true. Okay. So I always say, why don't you try to contribute? Maybe if it's dinner, leave the tip. Bring, bring some cash. Always have a tip. That way, he doesn't feel like you're just there for a free meal. And yes, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of guys are trying to not do those types of dates anymore because they've been taken advantage of for a very long time. I have a lot of documented uh, situations with that, um, not just from guys, significantly more from women who have guys saved in their phone as free food and stuff like that. So guys are really wanting women to contribute like immediately up front. So I say just leave a little bit of a tip contribute a little bit that way. But yeah, I mean, if the guy is asking you to join him on whatever it is, he should be taking that responsibility. He really should be. And, and uh, I don't think that really changes through any type of dy- dynamic. If if I ask you to join me for lunch, you should expect me to be wanting to, to, to pick up that tab. Right. If you wanted to contribute to that, that'd be fine. But I asked you to join me. Mm-hmm. And that's how that really needs to be looked at. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my, my views on it. Because the funny thing is, me and my wife's first date, she paid. Okay. Now, I was fully prepared to pay. Sure. And You we, asked her? We had <laughs> been, been conversing back and forth sure. via text and via the phone because sure. we met off of an app. Sure. And we ended up, I drove to Nashville. That's where she lives. Went up there, and I was like, all right, well, we'll just see what happens. You drove from here to, to Nashville. Nashville? Yeah. Okay. And so I was ready to pay. Like, hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if sure. this goes left, I got a great story to tell, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I get up there, and we get ready to go into the museum, and she goes, I got this. I'm like, what? Because I had the money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, I got it. Matter of fact, I'm paying for everything that we do today. That way, you can't complain if you don't like it. So the museum was her idea. The museum, the axe So then, yeah, so she planned it. Then yeah, yes. she planned it, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But then I think our next couple days. I applaud this. By yeah, the way. <laughs> you, you got yourself a good one right I there. I mean, she's <laughs> awesome in the sense that I love it. when it comes to when we went out to dinner or when we were dating, because we started dating right before the pandemic hit. So we mm-hmm. had like a handful of dates we could actually do before sure. the world just shut down. Yeah. So I think one of the last dates we actually went on, uh, we did go-karts. Cool. But it was her idea. And she wanted to treat me to that because she knew how much I liked it. But we Valentine's Day, I paid for things and mm-hmm. paid for dinner and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. So it wasn't a problem. But it for, at that point, we were going back and forth with sure. who pays. That was mutual reciprocation. Exactly. That's what that was. And that was the thing I try to tell my friends is mm-hmm. like, that I, I got to ask, how do you know like when to back up? I said, well, listen, if you're always doing the reaching out, mm-hmm. you're always trying to schedule time. If mm-hmm. you're the one always doing it, just pull back. Yeah. Because it gets old. Exactly. It gets old initiating and trying to plan, and there's, no, again, no reciprocation from the other person. I don't care how attractive you are. I don't. I do not care. They are going to – they're going to back out. They're going to. Like, I don't – guys don't mind the chase, but sure. don't have me chasing you mm-hmm. if you have no intentions of being caught by me. Now, if I do sure. something that makes you mm-hmm. – makes me unattractive, makes sure. me undateable, cool, mm-hmm. cut me loose, let me know what's up, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know – there are some women out there who uh, like to get free meals or like to get or drinks yeah. or drinks right. or whatever free thing they can get a hold mm-hmm. of. It's like, you know, I'm not asking you to go in your pocket all the time, but sure. there needs to be some form of sure. reciprocity. Have sure. you seen the price of tickets to movies? Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Natalie just said, like, yes, I'm, I'm here. I showed up. If one of your girlfriends asked you to join her for a drink or dinner, you would put on the same makeup. Or if you were just going to go out and buy yourself, you'd put the same makeup, same effort in. Mm. Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. So what's the difference? Why is your presence in front of a man more valuable? I don't know. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, and I'm sure you really are. Uh, but guys, you know, like initially just want some type of reciprocation. Right, which actually brings me to another topic that we've talked about before because we kind of were talking about it. There was a viral video that went, it was a few weeks ago now, when the guy, remember the drug picking her up for the airport? Oh, my, yeah. He made this deal. Oh, yeah. We never saw anything on the airport, but he assumed that he was under the assumption that he was going to get laid. Mm-hmm. And then he realized oh, yeah. it wasn't going to go that way, mm-hmm. and he brought her literally back to and the airport. And canceled her ticket. And canceled, yeah, and yeah. the whole thing, right? <laughs> so that was another thing that we brought up, and... Uh, I think, I don't know what we, we really, we're not divided by any means, but it's just one of those topics. It's like, I could see the guy's point. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the conversation was. We don't know what she was saying sure. in their conversation sure. back and forth. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they both have the right to say, no, this isn't happening. Of course. You know? Of course. So that whole thing. So it's like, so you have one side of the spectrum of maybe there is girls out there looking for free food mm-hmm. or looking for just a night out with sure. free drinks. And then there's a on the other side and it goes both ways too i'm sure there's women out there just wanting to have some fun in the bedroom as mm-hmm. well as guys of course uh, vice versa um but i think the bottom line is it's just intentions mm-hmm. are always should be clear and then at the bottom of of it all is you can still say no to any of this of course and we need to leave room for the fact that there are such thing as silent agreements yeah. so if that guy say he slid into her dms we're gonna use the example of that video slid into her dms hey why don't you fly out to miami i'd like to like like, let me take you out, blah, blah, She kind of knows why he's doing this. You would hope that she would. Unless she, she's she, the, the, to think that there's a level of naivety there is doing her a massive disservice, the whole situation a disservice. She knew what she was getting herself into. And if she wasn't going to hold up her end of the silent agreement, the contract, 
than he had. I'm not justifying him canceling her ticket by any means. No. But him being like, go, leave. Like, hey, this is why I just spent money to fly you out here. This is why I dined you. This is all this. And you're not going to hold up your end. That's kind of messed up. Because if the the roles were reversed, let's just say she flew him out or whatever. And that all th- that whole thing happened. She'd have every right to, to respond the right. exact same way. It's silent agreements are agreements, and we're adults, and we pick up on these things. We understand what we're getting ourselves into, and to act as though when the time comes to pay your tab, you're not <laughs> going to. You got to wash the dishes. Right. It's just how it is. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I. I mean, that's just really. I think what we came into was that open communication. Yeah. And at one point, and if she really was questioning it, or if somebody out there is listening and finds themselves in a situation, sure. and they're like, "Well, I'm not sure what Jake meant by this comment," mm-hmm. or vice mm-hmm. versa, ask. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's sure. funny. We were talking before, and I said when Brock comes on with this, a lot of this, the the advice that he will <laughs> give is that open communication, because um, usually when we give advice to our listeners, that's yeah. one thing that you always kind of lead to is like we well, got to yeah. be open, and that communication needs to be there. You have to, and so, and, and in that dynamic, likely they didn't have enough um, correspondence, a lot, uh, enough time to develop what their communication style was to create something very clear. A lot of guys are a little bit elusive on 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 how they're going to structure a get together because they don't want to ha- like be boxed in like they want room for a little bit of of energy to be kind of created a little bit of mystery and women like that. Yeah. They like there being a little mystery. You don't have to spell every single thing out for 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 somebody to to enjoy their their time. And maybe in that space there was a little bit of miscommunication. I completely sure. say like that's that's totally possible. Likely? No. No. So you had to have some idea, you would assume, mm-hmm. that what If what, some guy what slid into expecting. your DMs and said, I'm going to fly you out to Miami, you know kind of what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you just you do. you would expect, yes. you know, like... You know why he's doing this. Yeah. Come on. Something. Come on. Yeah. I've always been in a mindset <clears throat> that if I do something for you, I'm not expecting anything in return but a thank you. Now, if I flew... A verbal thank you? Because there's a lot of different ways to say thank you. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. But I guess... Because that's what that was. That, I, mean, that, that's I need you to thank me. I'm going to take you out on the town. I'm going to fly you out. You're going to experience the city. I'm going to wine dine you. Now thank me. Yeah. A mm-hmm. verbal thank you. Because again, <laughs> thank me, daddy. Yep. Yeah. Because if I go in there with the expectation that you're going to do something, they may put me in a salty mood. Because I, I go into it thinking, like, yes, there are silent agreements. Sure. But because nothing was spoken, nothing was mm-hmm. verbalized, mm-hmm. you know, she could be like, oh, well, this is as far as I'm willing to go. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you if you're going to do something for somebody and there's no concrete agreement that if I do this, mm-hmm. you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I understand that at any given time that it, that you can say, hey, this is as far as I go. Sure, I, you have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. So I understand why the dude was mad. Sure, yeah, totally get it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but unless it was spelled out in clear terms that this was going to happen, mm-hmm. and we don't know her side of the story, part of me thinks it's fake. The part, <laughs> right? You I know, because like with the kids in the McDonald's. That whole thing was fake. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're expecting something and you haven't mm-hmm. ironed out what it is you are or aren't going to do, mm-hmm. I can understand her wanting to back out. Sure. But, again, if you do fly out mm-hmm. to see a guy <laughs> in Miami. She shouldn't be surprised. And you two have never met. It's just, I mean, it's kind of like, ah. You're setting yourself up. You know. Like, it, like Yeah. Again, you have a right to say no, mm-hmm. but you can't be mad at the guy for being somewhat disappointed because because yeah. flying these days is not cheap. No, and <laughs> at I'm, all. And I'm sure he didn't take her to you know Steak and Shake either. 
Right. I'm sure he didn't. Or maybe Southern Hibachi, a.k.a. Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I can understand understand him being mad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if y'all don't have a concrete agreement, it's like, you are just doing this out of your own free will. I got agree. I understand the Southern yeah. agree. I totally sure. get that. Yeah. Well, they always get to say no. I right. mean, like, both parties. Of Everybody course. would always, at 100%. any point, the expectation should be like, okay, even if you have that expectation, mm-hmm. you should know that it can be rescinded, can stopped right away. At, at any given time. So that's why, like, if you fly somebody out mm-hmm. and you get, and like, you know what your intentions are. Hopefully sure. she knows what your intentions sure. are. But at the end of the day, it's like, she is under no obligation to do anything. So sure. I understand you feeling disappointed, but, and, um, DJ Khaled's voice. Played yourself <laughs> a little bit. I mean, this is this is how I view it. Uh, you guys have all been on a roller coaster before. You yeah. Get, you, you get in line. You know you know the ride's about to come. You decide to sit down. Roll bar comes down. It takes off. It's starting going up. You can't. Hey, I want to get off now. Sorry, you're in for the for the whole ride. The roller coaster. This track. is you agreed to that. You could have gotten off at any time. You could have gotten out of line. You could have stepped in and walked right through. You decided to sit down and get on this ride, and this is the experience. So I don't think that it's – I think there's got to be a form of accountability. There has to be. You have to be accountable for the things that you sign yourself up for. And I don't think there needs to be a, con, a paper contract saying, hey, I'm going to fly you out, and this is what you're going to do. Just sign on the dotted line. Like, we're adults. We know what we're getting ourselves into. There's got to be accountability. But, but with a roller coaster, you kind of see what you're getting into. Like you can see the ride, you can see all the twists and turns, right. you see the drops. You can see some Depending of them. On the conversation. You can see some of them. You can see some of them, but <laughs> even if. Mm-hmm. But you know you're getting on a roller coaster. Yeah, you know, you know you're That's on a roller coaster. Yeah, you're not you, just like, oh, what am I on? I yeah, thought I was not, going home. What is this? It's not, it's no. not a merry-go-round. You're absolutely right. But, <laughs> right. but at least with a roller coaster, you do have some expense. You have, you know that sure. some interesting things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be and, an experience. And and that's mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that, but like mm-hmm. I said. If you invite somebody out, sure, you know they're not obligated to do anything. Yes, there's an expectation of, sure, hey, you know, you got flewed out to Miami, baby, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> what's good? Yeah, and then you know if she does it great or not, I mean, just take your loss and move on. Like yeah. to me, like I wouldn't have handled it that way. I, I wouldn't have done what he did. No. Period. I'm I, not I, flying anybody out to see me. Exactly. That's, well, that's the no whole thing way. too, right? No way. But like, I mean, like, again, she agreed to it. Yeah. I'll fly out. Yeah. What are we going to do while we're there? Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not spending, I'm not investing that much of my emotional energy or financial capital for someone that eh, might be on the fence about me. Yeah. Like if I, if this person wouldn't take me to Chili's cause Chili's is a restaurant where (laughs) you take them like, I'm not sure about you just yet. So we're going to Chili's. Like I'm not going to take you on a first date to an Mm -hmm. expensive restaurant just because I might be on the fence with you. So that's just me. Well, don't they usually say that's why they say coffee shops are a good first yes. date? Yeah, coffee, grab a cocktail, just just low investment stuff. I mean, the reason you fly somebody from out of town is likely because they're extremely attractive. You want to show them off. It's going to make you feel good when you're out in public and you're with somebody who probably looks the way I can just imagine what this girl looks like when she's all dolled up. And you're, and you're there to, to kind of flex. And then when you don't get the outcome, the thing that you signed up for, the thing that you paid for, I mean... I, I try to look at it like very transactionally. Like you point out my car. If I, if I, you know, paid for my car and they didn't deliver it to me, I'd be like, where's my car? Like, I just put all this money down. Where's my car? They're like, oh, well, we decided not to bring it to you. It's not how business works. That's not how the real world works. 
there are repercussions. Yes. So in that scenario, you would no longer do business with said company. And then this guy would never want to hang out with this girl again. She can rescind her offer, but he, she shouldn't have been surprised that he wanted nothing to do with her after that because he wasn't getting his end of the yeah. transaction, Pretty the much. end of the bargain. Pretty much. And she had that right to do that, but at the bottom Maybe line... Maybe next time, don't enter those type of uh, those, those yeah. types of silent agreements. Or better yet, always have the money to get yourself out of a situation. Like, <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Like, she flew herself halfway across the country... Hopefully yeah. she had the, the sure. means to get back no. if she ever needed sure. it because she shouldn't yeah. be relying on this guy that she met on Tinder. Yeah. Bottom line. <laughs> yeah. But they, they kind of fit each other. If, if she's willing to just jump onto a plane for a random guy and he's willing right. to fly a random girl out, like, hey, you guys kind of manifested this, this BS situation. You kind of deserve each other, to be completely honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> there like, it goes. We, we got <laughs> to <we gotta laughs> grow up. and. So basically everyone got what they paid for. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, actually, it brings up their next topic, and I think, Natalie, you were the one that brought this one up. Uh, we're talking about, we can talk about sex, right? We're talking about, yeah. obviously, that's the thing that we're both thinking. So now you're in a relationship, and mm-hmm. you are, and I think this is kind of a, an interesting one. I think guys are almost a little hesitant. I'm not all guys. I don't want to generalize because I think it goes both ways. But sometimes there is a type of sex that somebody might do as a desire, Right, maybe okay. a little bit of the rough stuff, or right. maybe they want oh to do all God. kinds. Whatever right? your kink is, right? Well, this is what you wanted to ask, sure. Natalie. This is your question. I don't want to put words in your mouth because this is the question that you brought up. So, what would you, how would you say it if I'm going the wrong direction with it? You're not. Just keep going. Okay, I'm just uncomfortable. Oh well, don't be. That's what Su- the whole point was. Zero, zero judgment. This zero is judgment. supposed so to be. We're not talking about fun. our personal we're needs. Super fun. But I'm just saying that there's somebody out there right now mm-hmm. because some guys might not want to go that route, but a girl would want that, mm-hmm. or the girl wants something and the guy's not into that. Yeah. Vice versa. So how does somebody breach the topic? And yeah. Ask. How do you breach that topic without making that person uncomfortable? Sure. Without making yourself uncomfortable, and without really just making it all awkward and weird, and then sure. But you don't want to leave any of that out if that's how somebody is desiring and they're mm-hmm. in this loving relationship. Yeah. So how, so what do you do about that? Well, I mean, God, there, there's a couple different ways. If we're saying that we're in a committed relationship with somebody, like we're exclusive, like that is our only sex partner. I mean, communication is going to be huge. And yes, the way that you bring that up, in my opinion, is maybe not as you're doing something. Hey, I want to try something kind of right. weird. Maybe just before you're about to get intimate or maybe right after something like that. But the communication has to be on point and saying something like, Hey, I was kind of playing a scenario in my head. I was curious if you'd want to kind of play with it as well. And this is, this is what I'd like to try. What do you think? And I think that's, that's a very approachable way because then they can kind of go onto that, uh, that little mental journey with you. And if it's something that they're interested in trying, then fantastic. If not, uh, you know, no relationship, even sexual relationship, is going to fulfill every single need that you have. And I think that when we don't have every single need met, we kind of find ourselves exploring ideas, which I think we'll get into. I was going to say this leads into the next. It, one. You it, know it does. Brock, it does. Brock read the notes. Uh, <laughs> where you wonder, hey, maybe I need to go somewhere else where I'm, I'm able to get this uh, need or desire met. Understand your partner can't meet every single need you're going to have, not just sexually. They can't They can't be your business partner. They can't be your support system. They can't be uh, your sex partner. They can't, they can't fulfill every single thing that you need. So you have to have different positive outlets. And the communication on how you seek those out is crucial to the relationship success. If you try to go 
explore and get those needs met without communication, you will likely destroy that entire relationship. So the communication up front is super crucial. It really, really is. And that's on all fronts, not just on, the sexual exactly. stuff. Exactly. Which yeah. kind of, I, like we'll say, we'll just bre- breach into it now because that was one thing that I know Natalie has brought up a few times too. There's this couple, there's this thruple, I should say, thruple, yeah. on, on TikTok, and they're actually from Chattanooga. Mm. Um, and they're like verified and everything. And it's just all, it, I just watch their life play out on TikTok, and it's so interesting. Well, I've noticed in the last year or so, it, this open relationship type mm-hmm. mentality has sure. be, seemed to be a lot more, accepted? dare I say accepted? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or it's just a lot more, people are a lot more open with it. I'm sure this has been happening forever. Mm-hmm. You know, these type of relationships of people is like, yeah. well, yeah, we date, but we also have so-and-so on the side, mm-hmm. yeah. that type of thing. But it seems to be a lot more accepted <laughs> nowadays. I don't know if that's because of social media Maybe. or if it's just people are, I mean, I think this whole, it's really been kind of some type of revolution in a sense of sure. people waking up and realizing different perspectives and taking them into consideration and stuff. So I've just noticed a lot more talk about open relationships. And now is that really a, a new thing that's happening for <laughs> for relationships? In the, the open talking is definitely the new part. It existing has been around longer than monogamy, actually. So people have been having open relationships, polyamorous relationships significantly longer than the one once you get married or marry the virgin and like like that's a fairly new and very um uncommon concept Mm -hmm. to be completely honest and and even people who enter into those monogamous relationships fail most of the time they really do um that's not how we got here evolutionarily that's not how we got here socially Uh, so monogamy is what i consider a practice it really is. It's something that you have to dedicate yourself to. It's it's a different type of discipline. Uh, but poly relationships, things like that, again, goes to people who are looking to have multiple needs met. And it's not always sexual. It's it's emotional. It's mental. Like, hey, I, I have really great conversations with this person, and it makes me feel a certain type of way. And my monogamous partner can't give those things to me. And I even posed this question on my Facebook. I'd ask, hey, are those types of conversations forms of cheating? And they are if you're not telling your partner that you're having them. Facts. Yep. (laughs) But if your partner knows, hey, I go to, and and this is is where it's going to get really weird. It doesn't always have to be an opposite sex member. It really doesn't. You can go to, you can go to another woman, you can go to another guy and have really great conversations that you just can't have with your partner with your opposite sex partner you, or whatever your romantic partner is. And you get these different types of emotional needs met. Um, like men, I think men need to have a, a brotherhood. They need to have a place where they're able to go and, uh, you know, just talk about guy things. Like you shouldn't take those types of conversations to your wife. There's conversations you take to your wife and there's ones that you don't because she's not going to be able to receive it. She's not going to be able to comprehend. Why do you think like that? Where are these thoughts coming from? Oh, my like, wife thinks I'm demented. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to stop having those conversations. No, I'm kidding. No, no, but like my mom's a nurse and she was sure. she was in oncology for a while and she did she had a stint in the ER before she moved to mm-hmm. internal medicine. And so she's seen a lot of gnarly things. Sure. So there's some things that I can remember her saying as a kid that mm-hmm. I'm like, that's but now I get it because you know, like sometimes you have to have a sense of yeah. humor to deal with Sure. The nonsense or craziness that you see. So, like, she does. My wife doesn't like when I laugh at when kids fall. 
Like you, know, I'll watch. <laughs> I have a I have an Instagram page that I called "Kids Getting Hurt," and I just can't stop <laughs> scrolling <laughs> on this. It's hilarious because sometimes it's downright funny. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah. it, or if I see people, if I see you doing something that I know, you know, the dog knows. Yeah, this is probably a bad idea. Sure, and you do it anyway, mm-hmm. and you get hurt. I think that's a natural progression of things. I find it hilarious. <laughs> sure, it's like, babe, that's not funny. I'm thinking like. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like yeah, like I think that's that man tried to rob someone <laughs> that was a retired army uh, army ranger mm-hmm. who was armed. What did you think was going to happen? Right. Yeah. So have you learned not to share those things with Devin? Then sometimes I still do. You say <laughs> just to get the reaction. <laughs> well, like some things are pretty. Some things are funny. And then yeah. Some, and like if the kid is like, some Ooh. things are shareable. Some things are n- like yeah. there's some things I share with my my friends. Sure. I wouldn't share with her. Sure. Like, so you've learned that. Oh yeah. Sense. Just like mm-hmm. she's not going to really get the and, thrill and, out of it. And that women I have. have this as well. Like I I have heard and seen texts. The conversations women have would blow your guys' mind. Sure. Why? Foul. Sex, sexual stuff that you you wouldn't you couldn't guy you, guys would not even believe that women are talking about. Seriously. Do you have those conversations? Would you think or do you have friends maybe that come to mind that it, would you be like, yeah, these this girl's she says some wild stuff. I'd be, I'd probably be the one. You'd be, yeah, the, I'd be the one. Friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, I have a set of friends that I've grown up with, and mm-hmm. we're all of different races, and we say some of the meanest things to each other. But that's love, right? Now, here's but the you thing. can't roast your wife; she will not accept. That. Exactly. Like I will get on mm-hmm. my. We will go at each other, and these mm-hmm. are my friends that I yeah. I did martial arts with. So not only do I make fun of them, we right. punch each other in the face. So <laughs> <Right>. it's, <laughs> we and we laugh all the time, and just like, but if someone else. Said anything yep. close to what mm-hmm. we said? Yep. Oh no, we come yeah. together like Voltron. It's exactly. Over. Someone's getting hurt. <laughs> but outside of you know, but us because we're for sure know, we're family. Like mm-hmm. I can make fun of Natalie and Gina because I look at them as my friends. Mm-hmm. But if someone else says something sideways, and like, hold up. But that's a guy's love language is is roasting. And yes. It, that that's kind of how we test. Natalie doesn't roast her girlfriends. Do you? No. No. Really? Oh, no, 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 no. That's girl code. You do not. It's only, yes, girl, more, more positivity. Mm -hmm. We tear each other down. Because we have that one-up mentality. I got it. Yep. (laughs) I learned about this in college. I was like, I forgot for a second, but. But we understand that it's friendly and it's to make each other better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we call something out about, about, about each other, guys, it's only because we care. Like I'm, I'm paying attention to you. I'm, I'm watching what you're doing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna call something out kind of funny. And then you also have the, not I wouldn't even say the opportunity. I'd say the responsibility to return that. Because me and my friends, like mm-hmm. some of my other training partners, like we'll talk so bad, like, hey man, I'm like, I mean, we can get the mm-hmm. gloves, man. What you want to do? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's just how we are. Like sure. I would never say that to Devin mm-hmm. because she was like, why do you want to fight me? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, it was a joke, yes. babe. It was a right. joke. <laughs> but but we do seek communities where we're able to have different types of connection. Right. Your your romantic partner, your wife, my wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend cannot be everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also where a lot of people start going for the, the poly relationships is that they're seeking that. They're looking for other places that they're able to get fulfilled. And statistically, this is statistically, 20% of people have been in either an open or polyamorous relationship. 2% of people are in it now, like of the population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not, it's not like it's a huge, huge organ, like group of people doing it. It's 2% of people. Right. 
but yes, social media is letting it Seems be like more spoken common. about, yeah. so it's more in our face, just just like anything. I, and I can about it. Oh yeah, the sister wise, uh, right? It goes sure. it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. I can't get my head around it. I mean, I just I can do it. I have so much. Sometimes and the thing is, hard. it's it's not for everybody. Some people right. can do it. Some people have a lot of time on their hands. I can't talk to more than just my wife. Like. I don't have the time. I'm, I do not have the time to dedicate to more than just one romantic relationship. Just don't. Yeah. I, just I have don't. a hard enough time keeping everything afloat there and making sure mm-hmm. everybody's happy yeah. to, to bring another person in. And, yeah. and I just, I mean, me personally, I just don't can't see myself doing doing that or living that type of lifestyle. Well, not that it's wrong, but it just wouldn't be for me. Sure. I think for me it's like, I know my wife. And mm-hmm. if I said, hey, I don't bring <laughs> sure. such and such over here. She said, like, you would never see Kevin again. <laughs> like Kevin decided to leave the station. He's never coming back. Sure. <laughs> but I think on the flip side, like, would I want my wife yeah. with another dude? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Like, right. if she's if she even broached the idea, like, who who are you talking to? Who, who you talking to me? Right. Are you acting? <laughs> yeah. This is right. a joke. Am I being punked? Because I don't share well when it comes to sure. that. Mm-hmm. And that that that's my wife. Yeah, my one and only. I yeah. left and cl- I'm leaving in Cleveland. She's mine. <laughs> yep. I'm hers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one else can have her. All these but me for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I completely. Yeah. I, I get that, and yeah. and I think that the people who are members of that community usually start the relationships off with that being their dynamic. Yeah. I don't think the people that are in that uh, community are married, and they're like, "Hey, honey, can we try something?" Right, <laughs> because that's not really going to work out. It really, it really isn't. Uh, so yeah, it, it's about communicating that that up front. Because if you're married and then your partner says something like that, like that's really out of pocket. Like that is not what our agreement was. It really isn't. Because one of my friends, she did that. She mm-hmm. and her husband decided to entertain. Sure. I won't say swinging. Mm-hmm. Swing, something swinging. Is something huge along. Right now. I want to something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it caused problems. It for does years. It does. In most relationships that are monogamous that introduce a, a poly or a swinging dynamic, I think the stat was ninety-seven percent fail after that. It, wow. it, I don't know how long it it'll take, but ninety-seven percent fail. Like this is almost like a last-ditch effort to add some type of romance, chemistry, energy. Like it's the last, the last straw. I'm not getting what I need from here. So let's introduce this. It's usually the worst idea. It's usually the worst idea. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. Yep. We like all the advice that Brock gives. That's why we have him <laughs> on the show. And we're going to have to have him back in the interest of time, Brock. I do want to give you a moment to, to shine a little bit because in addition to your website, BrockOlson.com and the dating advice, the one-on-one coaching you do, sure. you also do speed dating events. I do. And you have one coming up on September 29th. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be kind of cool for you to give us obviously the information about the event if somebody's sure. listening right now and they'd like to, uh, to be a participant, mm-hmm. but also maybe some do's and don'ts when it comes to speed dating or just comes to dating in general sure. that you've seen sure people are like oh gosh dude you shouldn't have said that or oh, i don't know <laughs> Wait, we, we'd be that. here we'd be here for days yeah, if yeah. i if i did that but L- a quick well, little synopsis is kind of uh to, to, to plug the event so people can come sure on. yeah so um i am doing speed dating events i'm going to be doing them every single month the one that i'm doing on the 29th is already completely booked and the way that i do my speed dating is i have people submit an intake form so they can get signed up and then i will person by person curate my list and I keep the the list kind of small of who's going to be participating. So it's usually under 20 people. I don't want people arriving and being super overwhelmed. They're being like 40 or 50 people. I don't think that's a really good way of connecting. So I have anywhere between 
yeah, it's, uh, 14 to, to 20 people max. So perfect, perfect split. And everybody is hand selected that I think will have at least one good connection. And I've been right every single time. That definitely <laughs> is uh, what sets my events apart from anybody else that's doing speed dating. Because typically you just, you sign up saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up. And you, you don't know. You're going to have a huge age different right. like all sorts you don't know who you're you could be sitting next, like across from your grandmother like, right it, that yeah. like that's what's going on around here it's like no there's got i'm gonna make something better so that's really sets you apart is the curating of yes the, list. the whole experience is curated from me getting the list to the venue to the way that people interact the uh, questions that i give everybody the the way i'm, I'm constantly involved it's it's a really really fun experience that uh, people are really enjoying. So um, yeah, you can go to my website brockolson.com forward slash speed dating and fill out the intake form. And if you don't get selected this month, if you're still single, I'll reach out to you the following. But I'm I'm trying to do these as fast as I can. But I've got right. I've already got a really long waiting list. So um, get signed up because I, I love having high quality people um, participating and people are having a really good time and really uh, re- they're having really good success yeah. so far. So, and what I, I'll tell you one thing I absolutely love about the size of our city is that people who I work with getting to see them go through their, their, their healing, their trauma and everything, and then finding a, a new healthy partner, setting their standards correctly. And that relationship turning into something significant, turning into something that, that that is exclusive and then eventually I, I get to see the just engaged i can't tell you how many people this year that's been it's probably been like 27 people this wow. year just seeing their their uh, relationship status go from that like breaking up reaching out to me and then finding somebody special it's, that must it's be why you amazing. do it you must love that feeling. i i, I do i love to it in a sense yeah i mean <laughs> i mean li- life is amazing and it's even better when you can spend it with someone special it really is. Very good. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have Brock back on. I mean, I think sure. you guys can agree. We can talk about numerous topics and mm-hmm. about things, and we can focus on one thing and talk a half hour about it. Or for, but I thought to wrap everything up, just like Brock did the very first time he was on, we all kind of asked him like those questions. We all had one question in mind for Brock, whether it be about being newly married, being in a new relationship. I think you had a particular question. Um, so why don't we just go around, Robin, just to wrap things up? Does that make sense to you guys? Sure. Ladies first. What? What are we doing? I'm just going to ask Brock that one question that you had in mind. Remember you said you asked that one question that you wanted, which was the second one here on our notes. You wanted to ask okay. one particular question <laughs> for Brock. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you go about dating someone who was married before and you've never been married? And you've never been married. So mm-hmm. that's the situation that my wife found herself in. Oh. So I've been married. I was with my, my ex-wife from the time I was 16 to 30. So I was with that person for a very long time and she had casually dated i met her when she was 23 i think that uh, well are we asking from your perspective how do you go about that yeah understand that he is going to if he's done the work he's going to have hopefully healed but i think that you probably have yourself a better partner than somebody who's never been married i think my girlfriends i I think married men are something that women really not currently married previously previously (laughs) married men (laughs) who have dealt with their stuff who have been maybe divorced for a a year or so who have really fixed their their issues who have had time to um, digest and reflect and see how they could be better in the future i think that's what women really need to be looking for because a guy that's like say 35 or 40 who's never been married 
there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. There's reason for that. So finding a guy who Watch has yourself. who has been and shown that he's capable of commitment and isn't afraid of that, ladies, that's exactly what I'd be going for. So um, he's obviously likely going to bring maybe some habits from a previous relationship. And it, are you asking because like you might be jealous if you go to a restaurant and you're like, oh, was he with his ex-wife no, here? I no, don't care about that okay, sure. just one because <laughs> Diana's done that to me before. She goes, oh, I've never been here. That must have been with your ex-wife. I'm like, well, you stop that. No, <laughs> I'm not jealous like that. But Good. thank you. Yeah, All right, I can go next because I'm also in a new relationship. Yeah, and um, Good job. we do everything together mm-hmm. right and i think there's been times and not that we don't enjoy each other's company thing mm-hmm. but i know in previous conversation that we've had on the radio from our listeners writing in and such mm-hmm. um about when is too much when is it too much time because you brought sure. up a very good point it was weeks ago um talking about the sharing of hobbies or saying like you have your own life that you're living your own life and then all of a yeah. sudden when you meet someone mm-hmm. you want to be all about them and those sure. hobbies so what's kind of a, a good rule of thumb to follow for a new couple and mm-hmm. i'm taking this advice on my on my own behalf though sure. to kind of make sure that it's not too much time because you don't want to overdo it but at the same time you don't want to make it seem like you know what we sp- we're spending too much time together yeah so where's that healthy medium how do you kind of broach that i think that if you're asking that question you're probably spending too much time together yeah and savannah knows it's it's one of those things she's brought up to me as well and i always say and it's that you know so we make a plan all right we're not going to sure. see each other tonight and then one of us will crack and we end up texting the other <laughs> and we go over anyway. Like it's one of those things where sure. we, we didn't plan on hanging out today, but we ended up hanging out or a friend called a mutual friend and invited sure. us. And it's just like, that's happening a lot. And mm-hmm. well, how long have you guys been dating? It's been about five months now, five or six months, oh, five months. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the key is having, yes, your own hobbies, your own interests that you do not sacrifice those when you start dating somebody, which is super easy. Cause mm-hmm. like, like you just said, you want to spend time with that person because that's where you're going to be getting that really strong chemical cocktail that makes you feel really good is when you see that person and you're with them. So you're almost willing to sacrifice your entire identity just to get right. an, a, another fix, if you will. Uh, but you have to maintain yourself. You, whatever your hobbies were, I think I think you said um, you do uh, stand up, the improv, improv. improv. Thank well, you. I now, was like, the oh. funny thing about that, and just to make it more about me, but that's where I met her. Sure. So we have that shared interest mm-hmm. in improv. So it's like, so that wouldn't be real necessarily an escape for me because she's sure. just as involved as I am in that. So and I think find, that's what we're find finding. More find, find more hobbies. Find more hobbies. Find other things to do. Find groups, guys that you can hang around with. Things that demand you to do things separately yeah um there's nothing wrong with the with those first couple of months though like wanting to be with each other a a lot just if you start sacrificing the things that make you unique the things that she found attractive that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna fail and if she does the same thing if she starts sacrificing the things that you found attractive about her the things that she had going on you guys are gonna fail yeah you have to maintain your identity at all costs because say the relationship doesn't work the hardest thing to do after a relationship fails is to look at yourself and say, I don't even know who I am anymore. I've lost all my friends. I've lost all the things that I that, that make me unique, that make me an individual, that make me fun. And then you have to start picking all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. But you can't lose those things. Maybe scale them back a pinch because you have to accommodate somebody else into your life. But you can't stop doing those things. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Sound advice. That's where I thought we were going to go with it, but <laughs> I, I'm glad. Yeah. <clears throat> so my wife and I, we don't live together right now because she still lives in Nashville and mm-hmm. we're looking for a home. Yeah. The issue comes, her love language is quality time. Mine is words of affirmation. Okay. 
one of the things we, we've talked about this, but I mm-hmm. guess making that transition or making that adjustment to where there's times I just want to be left alone. Has nothing to do with her. Not that I'm mad. Not that mm-hmm. I'm sad. I just want to just sure. play my video games mm-hmm. or, you know, sit outside and, you know, play on YouTube or whatever. I just yeah. want to be by myself. Yeah. How do you make that adjustment? And Or my thing is I like to be at the gym. Like, I go to the gym, sure. like, on our tracking app, it says the gym is my home. <laughs> Not that it. I put it there. It just <laughs> right. It just thinks. On its own. Just say, oh, <laughs> Kevin has arrived at home. <laughs> Gym. That's hilarious. It, but it's, and the funny thing is, it's not my gym. It's her gym that it does that. Only place. Fair enough. So, like, how do you, you make that adjustment of, even though we are married, mm-hmm. we still kind of live a single life because mm-hmm. we're not together. Like, I'll sure. come home 9, sure. 10 o'clock at night because I'm at the gym. Mm-hmm. How do you make that adjustment to being, okay, I got to be home a certain time. Or he when he comes home from work, he may need his space. Sure. How can I explain that to her? And keep her from feeling like I'm rejecting her when I'm just saying, I just need, like, 30 minutes. I'm the same way. I'm an introvert. I love to be alone. I think it's because I'm an only child. So I'm kind of curious for both aspects, like his aspect of it and from a girl's perspective, too. So how did you deal with this during your engagement and dating? We've always lived apart. So you two moved in. We haven't moved in. So this is something that's going to happen. Yeah, this is going to happen because we don't we don't live together <laughs> so you're already yet. foreseeing there being an issue well we've had conversations mm-hmm. where sometimes like when i'm going up to nashville to see her like i'll talk sure. for a little bit but oftentimes i like to sit in the car and you know listen to radio or whatever podcasts and just kind of just be by myself mm-hmm. has nothing to do with i'm upset sure. or i'm bothered just i enjoy just my own quiet time yeah and for her, hers being quality time, and she, mm-hmm. I love my wife. Of course. And she loves me. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy <laughs> being around each, other, around each other, but, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm home in Chattanooga, yeah. I'm by myself. Yeah. I watch TV. I play my video games. Mm-hmm. I get up and go to the gym. I kind of do what I want. Yeah. Except for, you know, I'm just committed to my wife. But how do you, I guess, make that blend of, like, okay, now she's we're in the same house now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Playing uh, PlayStation. Can I help you? This doesn't, this hasn't happened yet, though. No, it has not happened. Okay. We, you know, we think it might happen. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's times like when I get off the road, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like on a Friday, yeah, I get done working here, you know, get on the road, drive two hours to go see her. Sure. And like, she's hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm yeah. like, yeah. I just need like five minutes. Yeah. Like I get my stuff out of the car. I've been on the car for two. I've been in the car for two hours. Like, yeah. Let give me, give kinda, me some decompressed time. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, even though I'm driving, I'm still thinking because I don't want to crash <clears> again. <throat> and uh, <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, just give me like. And then within ten minutes of me getting my stuff in, I'm cool. And like, um, hey, what's up? How you doing? Sure, sure. But you know, once we get married, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, has she ever been married? No, she okay. has not. And neither have I. So there are going to be natural things that just happen when you two move into each other. And she's going to pick up on your behaviors and she's going to calibrate accordingly. And you're going to do the exact same thing. But before you have that conversation with her, you're going to need to have it with yourself. Like, Kevin, I'm not going to be able to play video games anytime that I want. I'm not going to be able to just disappear for as long as I want, whenever I want. It's going to change. I mean, that's part of 
the the domestic dynamic. It just it just says it's it's a proximity um, responsibility. Right. You, I mean, if you do need your own time, that's what the man cave is. That's what it is. That's what it's for. Or the study is what it used to be called. Now it's a man cave that's <laughs> full of distractions. So, and that's the thing that I've related to. It's like, and mm-hmm. she's like, but I just don't, baby. It has nothing to mm-hmm. do with the fact that I don't want to be with you. Sure. That I don't want to talk to you. It's just that the way that I'm wired, especially yeah. with the jobs that I've had, you know, be, when you're a DJ, mm-hmm. unless you're on a morning show, sure. you're by yourself. Yeah. If you're a lifeguard, yeah, mm-hmm. you're watching several people, but you're still yeah. by yourself. Yeah. But that, that's a conversation that yeah. is very easy to have because, and this is the case for a lot of guys, which is why there is such a thing as the man cave. That's why this thing exists is because men need a place where they're able to retreat in solitude. And having that conversation is not very hard. Like this has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with my need. It's not because you are too much or too little. It's something I have to have. Now that we're living together, I need to be able to be afforded this. Because if not, I'm going to be horrible to live with. I've told her that. I told her, like, hey, <laughs> I told her this very – dig. But wait till she sees it. Funny. Wait till she sees it. <laughs> now, I'm not saying, hey, you got to go play video games for four hours. That's not – No. No. Not, I, don't, I never sure, do that. Sure, but just having that a little bit of alone time. And it's, and it's not always going to be perfect, man. You're going to find yourself sitting on the toilet for 45 minutes for no reason just to escape. It's going to happen. Wow. It's going to happen. Your leg doesn't fall asleep at that point? Whatever, man. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to find yourself just taking long showers. Most guys take showers that are like three times longer than their wives. Because really? they just need a little bit of alone time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Water about to go up. Yep. Here we go. Yep. Water bill's going up. Yep. Brock, thank you so much for the time. We're going to wrap up in just in the sure. interest of time. But we'll have you back, sure. of course, to talk more about all types of different things. Yeah, this things. was fun. We'll think of some more uh, questions. And if anything else becomes trending that we have questions about, whether it be a TikTok couple or whatever the case may be, we'll be sure to have you back. Guys, go to brockolson.com for info on everything that Brock's doing. Sign up to be part of the speeding, uh, the speed dating events that are going to be in the near future. And um, we'll keep you posted. And don't forget to tune in Tuesdays uh, to Hits 96 to listen to Brock and I answer listener questions and of course you can reach out to brock on social media and more that's brockolson.com this is hey what's up hello this has been hey what's up hello the hits 96 podcast with dj kevin hayes natalie and gino d make sure to follow us on all social media and to like and subscribe please note that the views opinions and content expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views opinions or policies of bayhackle communications 